Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It's five forty-five. My name's John Holmberg. This is the morning sickness. There's Brady Bogan. Brett Besley's back. Look at that. Hey, everybody thought you were fired. Uh, Big Dick Toledo. Everybody wants him fired. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. We're off on a Friday morning and a, a glorious day at that. It's uh, flat out perfect. Once again, living in paradise. October, November in this uh, city you cannot beat. Top to bottom. Brett's back from Chicago. Anything to report? Any family business? Anything uh, uh, we should know? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of stuff I can't speak of. But, no, of course. Uh, you know, of course. Waste management back there is going very well. It's why you're in radio. And operations are smooth. <laughs> yeah. You get right. into radio so you can say things like, I can't talk about it. <laughs> it's something I don't want to discuss. Exactly. Yeah. All right. But, you know, you know, had some family stuff I had to take care of back yeah. there. and uh, that's so well, No, I didn't even mean it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> you're making it worse. <laughs> All right. I hope it all Other than that, no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, crazy, nothing happened. Uh, it's all good. Know. Yeah, I mean, okay. as far That's as good thing. yeah, yeah. got, got Usually, to catch a White Sox game. That was nice. Got to break away from the family for a few minutes. You so. got to go to the uh, Arrow Pointing Down Stadium. Yep, uh, that's, that's good it. stuff. And then Went to got, a Canes. I saw. Yes, I did do that. Raising Canes. Yeah. yeah, you posted that. I was, I was kind of. Asked to from one hand. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, oh, deals. I see. You're supposed to go to. Oh, so it's a sales driven. <laughs> yeah, thing. pretty so, much. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, pretty much. So one of the salespeople's like, "Hey, while you're in Chicago, uh, why not tell people how delicious raising canes is in Chicago?" Of course. Well, it was one of those things like, "Hey, uh, don't forget you gotta you gotta post something on social media about raising canes oh. this week." And I'm like, "I'm in Chicago." <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so they got right. him there. So you had to go to Raising Cane's. <laughs> I did. And you found one. You're like, oh, right. I found one. Yeah, here, you got here we go. There you go. You can see the scowl on my face. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, you were in, uh, you know, the White Sox Park probably has Raising Cane's close by. That's probably, all right. I got all sorts of stuff like that. Hey, well, good for you, Brent. And always a company man. That's yes, what I like. It is. Still working while I'm out there. Exactly. You can write that trip off now. Oh, man, that's a great idea. You can. They made you work. It was, you had to go. This is great for, like, if I, look, I can crooked account all day long and make it work. You were told on your vacation to get the work done that you need to get done. Yeah. So now it becomes a work trip. You had to fly to Chicago to show. Man, I, when I, even when I'm gone, I eat at Raising yeah. Cane's. Yeah. He was so excited. Oh, my There's God, nothing. Brett, that picture is electric. <laughs> a, wow. Yeah, I was thrilled. I, iced tea Jesus. went to yeah. Cane's. The gray sky in the back says, what a wonderful <laughs> afternoon that had to be for you and your scowl. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> I love love the chicken. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna do it close to the building though. <laughs> when I'm hangry. Yeah. I'm down here at Raising Cane's right now. I'm in South Chicago, so this is two minutes I'm out of here. Business. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the city's a shoot 'em up. Did you hear any gunshots? No, no, nothing. My friend nothing, Mike not even by Sox Park. My buddy Mike lives in West Loop in Chicago and he tells me so, and West Loop's really nice. Yeah. It's been uh uh, gentrified, I guess they call that. Uh, just Rehab. Just to be Cabrini down there. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. It's right there. Right across the freeway is the United Center and the Cabrini Greens yeah. and the projects and things like that. We're right across. You go to West Loop now, and I think it's Randolph Street and all that stuff yeah. down there. It's, man, oh, man. It's all Starbucks. It's beautiful and, Starbucks. Yeah. And, like, uh, they have butcher shops and these, like, little uh, – everything's farm to table and, like, amazing little spots that are – oh, this old building used to be a warehouse. Yeah, it used to be – for like dead bodies and like this is where 20 people got shot for no mm-hmm. reason whatsoever and you guys are like putting flower beds in and it's really nice now but across the way it's uh, it's a shooting gallery is yeah. right there and he said sometimes it bleeds over once he said i i asked him once did you hear the gunshots and he said we have heard several gunshots because sometimes it comes under the freeway like it'll go towards us and he said, so when it's on our side, yeah, we'll hear it every once in a while. And I'm like, no kidding. And I'm like, is it frequent? And he goes, more than you'd like. He goes, the fact that I can tell you I've heard multiple gunshots in my home is a little more than you'd like. I'm like, wow. And I'm like, is it as bad as – because like when we get a monsoon, everybody thinks we're drowning in mud and yeah. dirt for months outside of Phoenix. We know what it is. Just a mud wash. It's a, yeah, they're like they're going to die. Because well, on TV that looks horrifying yeah. to people who don't know what it is. Same with the reporting in Chicago. It's like, is it just everybody getting shot, everybody getting shot? And my buddy Mike's like, uh, yeah, it's as bad, yeah, it as, it's as, bad as they're yeah. saying. It's, it's awful up here. It's, it's horrifying. you got to watch where you go. They're even know. getting shootings on Michigan Avenue, which, oh. which if you don't know, I mean, that's kind of like Melrose or Rodeo. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's His wife that's was, was beaten up and mugged on Michigan Avenue really? on Black Friday of all days. Not like <laughs> what that, an enjoyable Brett. walk. Come on. I forgot. He's <laughs> been gone for, been gone for four days. <laughs> Black Friday after Thanksgiving, Brad. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, some guy just came up and just slugged her in the face, knocked her cold. I oh, mean, man. full out, uh, you know, went uh, Marciano on her. But boom, right yeah. in the face, knocked Marciano. her cold, finishes her, and she wakes up. And then the guy gets in a cab. And the cab driver's like, I just watched you do that. I'm not taking you anywhere. <laughs> Took her bags and everything else. And then a bunch of people pulled him out. And she had to have been up. asking oh, good. for it. That's what I think. I mean, I, you know, I've she, been down Michigan yeah. Avenue numerous times. Oh, yeah, nobody's fun. Gonna, nobody's going to slug you. He jumped in a, Nobody, jumped in a cab. Yeah, yeah, tried, right there next to where he, he That's got crazy. this. This lady's kind of like out of it. Her eye, her whole face was black. Ugh. I mean, he connected full on fist to eye. And if you think about it, you'd never expect that. I, I, I do the self defense stuff. You cannot defend just standing there and a guy deciding to go. I'm going to hit this person as hard as I can. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't know what's coming in your day. So she just she was she had her bag. 
uh, her purse, and you know she's always dressed really well. She's got expensive stuff, and right there on Michigan Avenue, wow. like, that was it. Turned her lights out, and uh, so yeah, Chicago's different. But the neighborhood beat her up, beat the guy up. Though. A couple of guys pulled him out of the cab and beat him up. And then, nice, yeah. And then they uh, they followed through, and Chicago justice went right to jail for a good long time. He had a couple priors, and of course, of course, you don't just go slugging people your no. first day. But yeah, her face. I'm not like from her eyebrow down to her chin. Was uh, as 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 black as an iPhone screen. It was, oh. it was busted. Blew her up. A Chirac for you. Yeah, it's a, it is. It is. <laughs> it is a weird place, and it's a shame too because it's one of the greatest oh, cities awesome. ever. But uh, yeah, there's certain spots you want to kind of avoid. I like New York better than Chicago as far as like just feeling okay. Do you? Because there's always you feel safer in New York yeah, between walking down. Well, because you you know like New York has bad stuff that goes on. Yeah, and there are people who will just do stuff in the middle of a crowd. But for the most part, New York's always buzzing, so you're you're never alone, really, unless you try to be. To me, I've you know like there's time, definitely not the safest place in the world, but I'm not worried. I've been to New York City and I'm, I never really like leave and where I am and walk around going oof, I don't know where I am. I pretty much just stay where the people are. Yeah, you know you don't get in bunches, but that one doesn't bother me as much. Chicago gets nerve wracking because you can be walking along a street and you're like, I'm alone. It's yeah. <laughs> it changes from block to block sometimes. Yeah, yeah like you go it a half block to one yeah. side. I'm far. I'm probably far too casual about how I am downtown here. Uh, well, the, I the vibe is definitely so much oh, totally I mean, different. But I don't have a I don't have a healthy fear walking around downtown Phoenix. I mean, I've done some wandering for yeah. no reason. You know, I walked home from the H and H rants once. So I'm like, let's see if I can pull this off. A couple of drinks get in me, and I start thinking that I'm kung fu, and I'll start wandering around. It's like eight and a half I mean, miles. You walked from the H and H Ranch to your pad. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Twice. a hell of a walk. I've done that two times. Uh, yeah, it was oh. just dumb because I'm like, ah, I don't, feel, I don't have a car down here. I don't feel like an Uber. I'm, like, you know, I'm gonna hoof it. I'll see what I can get done. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So it's not terrible, but I, you know, you'll walk by some situations and go, oh, I shouldn't do this. And then I went to my car at three in the morning once. That's the only thing about the H and H Ranch. It's spooky because it's right there in downtown. And I uh, walked to go get my car, which I'd left at Stand Up Live. And uh, it was like 3.34 in the morning. I was coming here. And I'm like, I need to park in the facility because it, it gets weird. And when I went on my ride along, that's There was some action going on. There's, there's people that yeah. shouldn't be – nothing good is going on at 3.30 in downtown Phoenix where people are just out. The people who are out are – Looking at me like, what are you doing it's like, here? It's yeah. like the purge. They're worried about me. <laughs> They're looking at me like, what is, what's his deal? And so, you know, you swell up a little bit and do your – and I just start going. <laughs> I just turned into one of them. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, when I went on that ride-along with my uh, cop buddy, he turned to me. It was 11 hours in it about – it was in November. Sun goes down about 5.30 a little bit. And we were right there. I think it was Van Buren and 16th or 24th Street. And he goes, you see that? I'm like, what? And he goes, did you feel it? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, sun's down. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, no, no, no. Did you feel it? I'm like, no. And he goes, this city just got real violent. I'm like, what? And he goes, that's one thing people don't know about this city is it is violent here. I'm like, really? Like, and he goes, yep. He said, they always say that about even Guadalupe. Oh, they always said that about Guadalupe. Yeah. It's a scary, violent place. I'm like, mm, I don't know that that's true. The dogs, maybe. The pit bulls. <laughs> but we do have – It's my, look, comparing this to – Chicago, New York is absurd. Nothing, yeah. It's absolutely absurd. But there's areas you just don't want to wander around in on here. It's a good, healthy fear to wander in downtowns and stuff. Another one. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Brett. Uh, oh, I'm getting tips from people. It says, uh, 
Oh, geez, yeah, it's just write it off and have Raising Cane's pay for the entire trip. I don't know if you want to do that to the client. I don't think <laughs> these accountants are taking it one step too far, but that's a write-off. That's not a bad idea. Expense the whole thing. And plus, uh, remember when I sent you to Chicago a little bit ago to go see a White Sox game before yeah. the playoffs to report yeah. back how uh, that's right. How Chicago was doing when it's not the Cubs because it benefits. The- There's another one for you. There's another one for you. Is Trip going to sign off on this? If it's need- taxes, he doesn't care. Oh, okay. And he doesn't need to, yeah. Well, he I mean, said expensive, so I was like, you know, I don't know if he's going to... Although when I got audited, they wanted to call him. Did they? Yeah. Because, they, well, they wanted to call him to make sure that my... Verify? Well, yeah, but I'm like, I, my, that's easy. Go yeah. ahead. I wasn't pulling anything. Trips are man. He's going to, yeah. you know, come on. I got audited because somebody made two companies out of my social security number that I didn't own. That was my audit. Yeah, that's like, crazy. And that it one. still exists. I still deal with it every April. I'm like, all right, well, this I have to explain away. We have to write a letter every time because I've got these guys that run these companies. And I, w- if they can do that and they have a company and we can't stop the company, I'm, I have to deal with it every time. It's crazy. So one of them went away. The other one hangs around. They pay people on my social security number. and then Still roofing. <laughs> yeah, there's a roofing in, a, in an event planning company. And I, one of them is like a, the, the event planning company has a website. And I'm like, well, their, their payroll is – like tied to me somehow, and then that means that all the profits from everything go to the. Yeah, you made like I made. I think the one was I made like twenty seven thousand dollars in six months. It wasn't tons, but they still had no. Tax but you're not on reporting. I'm reporting it. Well, yeah. they're reporting it. I'm just not. Right. I'm not paying on you're it. You're not all tax free. Hell, so if I ever decide to, to get married, I'm just going to hit up your event planning company. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Let me get you some numbers. Thanks. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I know a guy. Well, I don't know him. I am him. Somehow or another, I'm running that thing, and it's done pretty well. The worst part is seeing that guy's exponential growth. His exp- the first year, he was like 27000 The next year, when everything was clean, it was like $140,000. I'm like, this guy's doing really well. Killing it. What does he need my social for? Why is he running this thing on my identity? Probably uh, not legal is the guess of the yeah. IRS. So Good. It was, the letters were fun. And nothing better than having an IRS agent that listens to you, because my first one didn't. And didn't have time for my anything. And then the next guy's like, uh, you've been assigned a local agent. He was super cool. And he's like, love the show. And I'm like, oh, this is even better. But then the love the show ended and the IRS guy started. There's two different people involved. Like he's one dude, but he's like, oh, God, this is what, a, what an awesome thing. I, it's, I listened to the show for years. I'm like, oh, cool. This, thank you. And we're going. And he goes, all right. Um, now, to avoid jail time. And I'm like, hold, hold on a second. We were just talking about loving the show like one sentence ago. What's jail got to do with anything? Well, I mean, if this comes out uh, against you, this is fraudulent, this, fraudulent, that. I'm like, well, and he said, you don't have to worry because it's not your company. So I'm like, man, did you ever just turn on a dime? A second ago, we were friends. And now, now you're telling me you have to arrest me if things go south? He's like Stallone and over the top. He turns a hat around and all <laughs> yeah, of a sudden he's a different he's- dude. <laughs> I picture all my IRS agents to be in torn tank tops and back <laughs> yeah. of trucker hats. So, yeah, it was a disaster. Back in the day when you would uh, actually could reach out to one and talk to one. Well, they reach out to you. Yeah. You, well, not you're either, right now. Them. There's nothing going. Good on. luck, hey Brady. If they want to call you, they'll reach out. Yeah, to you. they'll find if a way. If you're trying to call them, you're wasting your time. All right. Well, if but they now they call you, you know, they call all the time. Trust me. 
They don't stop calling. I had three of them. Like, I'd, I, you know, I don't have my ringer on my phone ever. And I'd look and I'd be like, nine messages. And with, from like 331 to, to 352, nine people called me. Like, you have to get back to us. The deadline's 10 days. And I'm like, for what? A deadline for what? It's horrifying. IRS calling you is horrifying. You're going to lose every time. I ended up writing a check for stuff that some was mine, some wasn't, because they had to go through all my records, and then they just found mistakes in other areas. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Really? Like, yeah, you didn't do this right. All right, like, what oh, do you want? Is this what we were initially investigating? No, we just have to do the whole return. Oh. Okay. Well, have we gotten rid of the problems? Nope, not yet. You need to write letters to prove you don't own those things. Put pen to paper on that. Who writes letters anymore? I Jeez. don't own those things. I cannot prove that I don't own those things. How do you prove you don't own anything? But if you got a bar mitzvah to plan, yeah. we got you covered over here. How do I prove I don't own? Let's say come out and physically that check that. Yeah, right. Well, I'm through a letter. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the words that say you don't own that building right there. Yeah, and prove it through a letter. You're, you're feeling an idiot. It's like I don't own the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know paperwork <laughs> says that I do own the Green Bay Packers, but that's not my not my paperwork. I'm and you don't know how that got there. Yeah, isn't, so. isn't it up to them to research it? Like maybe and call find the title event planning the, yeah. company and talk to you know. I mean, they do, and they just did you just burp? I did. Very smooth. Thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> you got a button for that, man. <laughs> this isn't a deli. <laughs> it escaped. <laughs> did not escape. It went right into the microphone. You're disgusting. Stop. Yesterday, his nose just started bleeding out of nowhere. Jeez. Pretty soon, we're going to have to put tampons in his ass because he's leaking. <laughs> hey, Jamie Lee Curtis, cool it. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa, Grandpa just puked at lunch and made everybody... Oh, man. <laughs> Toledo, it's so, it's Don't Toledo blame Toledo Trump, for this. A trumpet the other day. <laughs> Don't I distract that. No, yeah, yeah. I missed the trumpet. Oh, it was a bad one. Oh. Had a couple of good ones. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, people are also emailing saying, all right, uh, we've got all your opinions about it, but who cares? What did Brett think of the Sopranos movie? You've been waiting all week. Um, I mean, I didn't hear um, – we've talked about it, so I didn't hear yeah. what you said on the air. But, well, what do you think? Uh, Without even our I, I liked it. I thought it was very good, but like we've talked about, it, if you weren't, if you didn't watch the series, you, this movie, movie, which I think, like we were talking about too, it, it almost seems like a pilot for a new show. Yeah. But uh, this quote-unquote movie just – it's not going to make any sense to you, really. Yeah, but it was very just, well casted. And, it was very well acted. And seemingly pointless. Yeah. Like, just like, why am I watching this? If but you didn't know the characters. If like, you didn't know the characters, you're screwed. Nobody got a jump start on the next no. level. I didn't. I, I don't know what But happened. if this is the beginning of a series, I am 100% in because oh, I, I, I thought it was amazing. Exactly like an amazing pilot. And I think most fans of the show feel the same way. Yeah. Like, all right, I, I wasn't for a new series of The Sopranos. Right. I'm like, leave it alone. Don't. Because most of the, Better Call Saul might be the only one that decided to go, let's try this. Yeah. And they're rewriting Breaking Bad through Better Call Saul in the most intricate and incredible way. They're making what happened on Breaking Bad change Breaking Bad without touching anything. It's incredible. Like, it's 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 subtle, amazing writing. And and it, it might be the only it one. It went down a new path, too. Of, Breaking Bad? Or, uh, yeah. So, because Better Call Saul? It just it told the story of... Mike Herman Oh, but I'm talking about both the shows from Breaking Bad to Better Call Saul. I don't know. There's a part of – there's still uh, an intrigue about the whole mafia thing. Oh, yeah. That'll never go away. And I don't know if it's too late on the Sopranos thing or to rekindle Well, it wouldn't be about mafia. It would be about one guy. I mean, you're you're only curious about Tony Soprano. Everybody's done with mafia stuff. I mean, mafia things have been done. That's all mafia movies is one guy. Yeah. You're really interested in that particular human journey. 
Yeah, but, but and this one, I'm I with thought you. some of the side joints, you know, that uh, would be just as interesting as the young Tony in a way. Well, they'll have to do you know B plots, but still, I'm with you because I thought I don't want this as a series, and now yeah. I watch this and I'm like, all right, if that's the if that's the pilot episode, yeah, I'm in. If it's a movie. I probably will never watch it again. Gandolfini's kid, though, man, really did he good. have it down. Yeah. I mean, he All had his dad's mannerisms down to it. Yeah. The he, casting was good. Everything oh, yeah. was good, but it was, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. An Italian's approach, and it's pretty much what everybody else thought. How about your Italian family? Did you guys all sit down and discuss that? That had to be insane. <laughs> I just thought that. You just sat. It's nothing but, oh! In a full Italian. I, you know what I thought in the movie? They overdid that. They did. The well, did. oh, yeah. seemed forced. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do that. They were so natural in The Sopranos. Dickie Everything. just kept throwing it out yeah. there. And yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. A couple of them were funny because yeah. they were so like over the top. Uh, did the whole Italian family sit and have we, a- We didn't get it. No, we didn't watch it all together. I watched it on the plane. But did they watch it? They had to all watch uh, it. It's like mandatory. My uncle did. I'm not sure if my aunts did or not. Well, they were just been running around with my mom. And, and you double dipped on it. Stuff. You've seen it twice. Watched it I watched times. it twice. I watched it on the plane ride there and on the plane ride back. That's a lot. And when you were in uh, in uh, Chicago with the Italian family, you said to me off the air, I said, how was everything? You said, oh, it's just a bunch of guineas screaming at each other. <laughs> That's what it was. Is that, is that all that happened? Uh, pretty there, much a lot of eating and a lot fight? of yelling at each other. This is my favorite thing about Italian families. I don't know. Brady's family probably has arguments that are passive aggressive and then just get ignored. That would be my guess. Like you guys will have a moment where like, you know. You've had them before when uh, Charlie told us, he goes, that Aunt Mary started this big argument and everybody just got real tense and then it just got smoothed over without a word. Where Mary started to tell Charlie he was going to hell in front of everybody and Charlie. Oh, I think I think uh, most of the time it's like, oh, that's their deal. Right. Everyone goes. And you've had fist fights at your Thanksgiving. Not um, that's not my family. Well, oh, oh, that's true. But it's still a family fight. That was here. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that. I've, um, <laughs> that's a good one. My but, family is uh, is too mellow to right, and that's that, what I'm unless thinking. there's been people you know too drunk before. Right. You've got mellow. Really you've got a mellow calm. Yeah, right. Your and if there's a fight, mellow. oh, that's between them. And you did that. Let's go over there and sort of and when, play euchre. When Ronnie's family started to bust into each other fisties, you're kind of like, well. This I'll, was I'll go, I'll go yeah. to the playground with the kids. Yeah, you took off, swings which is smart. A fist fight at Thanksgiving? Yeah, Brady's the only one oh, in the whole room man, that's, that's ever great. had a, a Thanksgiving fist fight. Oh, that makes Thanksgiving all well worth it. My I'm sister killed man. my uncle, but that was different. <laughs> she, you didn't hear me, but I said, I, you've met my sister, yeah? No, what I haven't. No. Okay. Uh, I wanted his approach, too. I'm, I've been watching a lot of this Dog the Bounty Hunter stuff as he's chasing uh, Brian Laundry, yeah. and I realized uh, that when he was crawling around the swamps the other day, he has the same hair as my sister. No, yeah, and I don't know who's it is. who that's worse for. I don't know. <laughs> I see a picture of yourself. Because I've, right. Yeah, he knows because Brady started laughing like you're a dick, but you're right. Uh, so what was the because the Italian family is my favorite thing is there's huge explosive fights and then it's over. Yeah, that, well, that's all. That's always what it is. I mean, it's you know I got a hotel room because I'm not staying with those lunatics. It was just <laughs> too loud. I've been away from it too long, you know. But uh, you know, finding somewhere to eat. Yeah, and they got. The cousins, my mom, her sisters on the phone, and everybody just trying to talk over each yeah. other. And uh, you know, Medea's with me, and she's uh-huh. her head is just spinning. Like, what the she hell are these lunatics? Yeah. She she knew. I gave her the heads up ahead of time, but uh, yeah, I mean, just everybody screaming at each other on the phone, trying to figure out where we're going to eat. Yeah, but they're I mean, just shouting. Just Shut up! What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And what what like, was somebody make a decision over here? Yeah, and then I got to get in on this. Then Medea finally, she just. Fell into it. Then she started. All right, everybody. And she, yeah, she laid oh, down the law. And, oh, this bitch here thinks she's oh, good. Yeah. Okay, and I they, see. And they loved her. They're like, of course oh, that's they great. did. She took charge of something. <laughs> that's a strong woman right there, Brett. That's a good one. I like a lot more than that last one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did they bring that up? 
Oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> it's, that it's, was it's, definitely it's, brought up. I love, I love the culture. You're telling <laughs> That last one you brought up, oh, my own. <laughs> this one. I feel like I've been stabbed in the heart. Yeah, this one's pretty good. <laughs> The and good you thing get, is you know where they stand. You know yeah. how they're feeling. Well, they don't hold back at yeah. all. Usually after that person's gone. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. when I did get my divorce, one of my aunts was like, nah, I never liked that bee anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right then, you met her twice. <laughs> that's all right, Brett. We never liked that bitch anyway. We talk about a constant. Anyway, well, welcome back. Brett's Thank back, you. everybody. And, uh, and we were talking yesterday. I don't know if you watched this. The Chappelle special was on. I didn't. Uh, and everybody's going nuts over like that. Boy, oh boy, did they miss the boat on that. Did you did. watch it? I watched I didn't, it. I didn't great. watch it, and I, but I read um, 50 Cent had a comment about it's it because he does phenomenal. a joke on the uh, baby. Oh, the baby's a great one. And, yeah. and that's a fact. I, I, while and, I'm watching it, I'm like. said that was that's funny. Is all Because he represents. Yeah, it's poignant. And he basically the said the baby. Uh, who it is true because I laughed and I remember we talked about it when the baby got in trouble for it was weird what he was saying because he started to go off about homosexuals and AIDS and things like that. Uh, Dave takes like this is this is the most aggressive he's ever been. Especially I think is really good. It might be his best to me as far as like just the most Chappelleish. Better than the Jesse Smollett. Uh, that was stuff. a that was just a great. Uh, that was just an amazing story yeah, assessment. Story. But yeah, but the way he presented that was great. This one was really funny too, but he said the thing he goes, the baby shot and killed a uh, person. He doesn't say person. Right. In uh, Walmart. And he goes, uh, nothing bad happened to his career. You see where I'm going with this? <laughs> and he goes, he offended or hurt the feelings of a homosexual. And he's never allowed to work again. And he's and so he's like, that's why, where our country is. You can shoot and kill a black man in Walmart. But don't you dare hurt the feelings of a homosexual. So it was basically like the truth that nobody wants to hear. And if you watch it, the whole thing is essentially his journey through being misunderstood as somebody who's talked about the confusion of LGBTQ. He's never made jokes about it. He's made off-color remarks. And if you watch it, you're like, this guy is brilliantly saying, you missed my point. And, of course, at the end, these idiots are, are trying to get him pulled off Netflix and everything else because they missed it again. And this was this was just a philosopher on stage, uh, tearing down the facade of the clean image of how things are presented, and saying, "No, no, 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 you guys can't have it every way you want." And then he tells a story at the end about a friend of his who was uh, trans, and it's a pretty, oh, it's fairly touching. It's kind of there's a curveball in it, and you're like, "Man, this is this is really well presented." I think he's again, I think he's the best that's ever told a stage story. Yeah, and he's outstanding. It's pretty great. It's a good. It's a good special. But again, you're watching it. You're like, we can't win in this country because people aren't listening to each other. And what they heard was him say "tranny" or and then and then got mad immediately because they went in wanting to be mad. If you look for being mad, you're going to be mad. But that's what they did. They clicked on the Netflix special and says, "I if he says anything I don't like, I'm going to be mad about all of it, and he's going to be uh, hateful." Uh, transphobic, uh, you know, uh, anti-gay, anti that, and he's like, "That's what you want. Come get it." And I love it. He's ex- he's exactly the type of person we need to be on the forefront of f you to the to the cancel culture. And but you I know what's going to happen? Come get me. He's going to walk away. I'm rich and famous. Yeah, he's going to walk away. Yeah, he's not going to do anything for a while because he's like, I don't want to be the spokesperson. Yep. Against people because I'm not against anyone. That's what they do. They make you. He's not saying this. They make you have a stance. Yeah, well, they, pit, they corner you and pit you into this thing like where you have to defend yourself, and it makes it look like you're defending their that you're a transphobe. 
and you're not. It's like, I don't want to defend my position against all people. He's pretty great. And that's it's the best a, part about Chappelle. He don't care. It's a great special. If you don't like it, screw it. There's a couple I'm, things And in he's there. at the point where, like, I don't have to do right. that. Yeah, I, I can just walk away. Yeah. Whatever. And he is the one that walked away. Yep. He talks about that with the Me Too movement. He said, look, I'm the one who walked away from $50 million because I saw what was going on. Jim Brewer told me that story years ago. We were uh, on the phone, and he, I said, because he was telling me that uh, the Epstein thing, way before anybody talked about it, was one of the reasons why he couldn't tolerate Hollywood. And he goes, and just wait, you'll see. And I found out five or six years later he was talking about Epstein. I didn't know that at the time. He said, there's just a guy, and he's in charge of other things. And, I'm, and it all sounded conspiratorial. He goes, it'll all come out. Trust me, it'll all come out. And he goes, and they will paint me as a crazy person. But I walked away from this because I have uh, feelings and thoughts about the way it worked that were just horrifying. He goes, why do you think Chappelle left? I'm like, I have no idea. And then so we started to talk about like this weird culture of deviance that, uh, you know, they make people do in order to become celebrity. If and, you want to make and the, the commitment. Right. Yeah. And the road you have to take to get yep. to certain people is definitely not clean. And he goes, and he saw it. He goes, you need to stand-up comedy. Next thing you know, you got an agent asking you to do this and this and this, and you start to see the inner workings of the other thing. You see the pretty girl that wants the job, and how she's going to get that job is definitely a well-known, you need to talk to him, 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 and him. And by talk, I don't mean talk. And it's like, and they're doing it. And he goes, I know what happens to those girls. And he said it was awful. So, yeah, he told me that about Chappelle leaving way before, because nobody ever knew he went crazy. They just said, oh, Dave went crazy. But Dave was like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. And just disappeared. It's pretty amazing. The story, I, I, someday I hope he just sits and, and spills it, but he never has. Came closest on Inside the Actor's Studio. Yeah. When he started to talk about Martin Lawrence. It is going, getting what's closer. What's going on there? But he's not really spilling any beans. I don't think he wants to be the spokesperson. I don't think he wants to be bothered by it. That's pretty good. But that special's incredible. Like, it's, it's that stand-up where you don't laugh as much as you just go, brilliant. Just flat brilliant. Just makes you think, which is good, because that means you're listening. Uh, he doesn't want to be the Corey Feldman and try to blow the whistle exactly. and then be, you know, colored as a crazy person. Right. And you, like Corey Feldman should have never taken on anything. No, no one wanted to be on his team. And he was probably right. Yeah. He probably stood there and was right the entire It's was the Jose Canseco mix? thing. Yeah, the guy was 100% Jose Canseco right. was never wrong. He was just nuts because he made himself seem a little nuts. He participated in it. I mean, there's nobody. It's, it's and when, continued it. It's when yeah. mob guys spin. You know, uh, like Henry Hill and stuff like yeah. that. When they start talking, they get like everything seems insane. But you, like, if you want somebody to spill the beans, you want the person doing it to spill it. When Jose Canseco came clean in the in Major League Baseball, they just shunned him. Like, oh, this guy, what's he talking about? And he's like, I was the one putting the needles in that dude. Yeah. I'm like, I did it. Like, you listen to me. I'm admitting I did it, and I'm admitting also, Mark, that- you were in the room with me. Yeah. And you know why? Shaking his head. No, I no. think he was worried that the Congress was going to start asking him questions yeah. under penalty of perjury, like they did all the other guys. But they always paint that person as a nutball, and then later we forget they were the ones that were right the entire time. Canseco couldn't have been more right, and he's never getting the credit for that no. ever. And he's the one who's kind of like, "You never listened." I was trying to tell you, and it's like, "Yeah, but you're nuts." David Ferry from the JFK thing was trying to tell everybody who was doing what, but he looked nuts and he acted nuts, and it was like. It's a riddle wrapped in Roids and baseball back then, they were almost like getting the vaccination back then. Yeah. You don't have to, but... You should. Yeah. It's the difference between 13 and 26 home runs, and that's about a $4 million swing. Shoot me up. That's a good point, too. You start looking at all these athletes that are like, I'm not going to put a needle in my body. You crazy? The ones that won't get vaccinated and yet 
all of baseball was just jamming needles in each but, other like crazy. But that ground up Elkhorn put it in me. <laughs> yeah, in the eighties and nineties, if you talk to Mark Grace and the guys, like, well, geez, that football player we talked to a while ago, Bill, you say that they oh, at man. halftime they had orange wedges and then like uh, bowls of pills that were labeled for. Here's here's one's going to get you going if you're feeling down a little bit. Baseball had the same thing. The uppers and the the, the pills were in a bowl. As you walked out speckled to the field, trout. speckled trout. Yeah, they called special <laughs> names for these things, like they were Tic Tacs. I was in I was in a hotel room this this weekend, and I threw on ESPN, and they had the '86 Mets 30 for 30. Have you seen that one? I hear it's great. I it's great, it and they start talking about that. You know, like even uh, Keith Hernandez is like, "Yeah, we were all drinking coffee before yeah. the games. Who does that? Because there was speed in it. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. and they just and he said the same thing. We had just bowls of it. Yeah, because they were doing day night double headers. Yeah. and yeah. that was brutal. Oh, it's I brutal. The worst was at that transition. You play from 7 till 11 and then you got to be at the stadium again at 9 the next day to play a 1 o'clock game and you know you're not winding down from a baseball game until like 1 in the morning and then you're beat to athletic endeavor and you got to do that 2-3 times a week they started to hey this helps me get going Put, it's great combo that up with all the traveling oh yeah now it's called Adderall and everyone can get a doctor to say here you go it's the same stuff and it's fantastic I tell you I've been doing it for a while and I, I love doctor it like that <laughs> It's really good. I'm not doing it recently, but I have, and it's been pretty good. Let's get a wake-up song and welcome Brett home. 585-9800. A good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's FamilyBBQ.com.